The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Believe it or not, happy Memorial Day to all the men and women that have given us, and I'm going to talk from my end right now. We have our good friend Scott Shetler come in, and I want him to comment too. But I thank, you know, my father didn't die in battle, but my father is no longer with us physically. I will go down to the cemetery this afternoon to visit he and Jimmy. And I thank my dad and John Ridge and all these great men that did come back, but to the ones that didn't come home, and that's what today's all about, I thank you. Giving me this freedom to be able to speak on radio and be able to do the things I would like to do and the opportunities that are presented in front of all of us every day. I thank you all for what you've done and what you have done for me and my family. Also, too, um, I'm going to read a little excerpt before I get into this. Um, if you listen to the show I did yesterday, uh, Memorial Day, Steve, Jack, and Hustle, um, it was quite a show. Uh, we lost Steve... About two days ago, he succumbed finally to pancreatic cancer. I didn't tell anyone. A few people knew, and I got notes from people. And I've been in contact with Steve up to a few months ago. Um, He never gave me permission, as I was telling Scott offline. um, I don't go out and say things, especially that serious, without somebody telling me it's okay. And I just didn't want to pick his brain about it. I figured if he wanted to tell me, um, he would. All he told me is to say, to ask the listeners to uh, remember him in in their prayers. So that's why I was reading all these excerpts out of Milo, because I knew that Steve, I believe Steve lived almost a year after the prognosis. Um, I I think you need to give people that type of space and honor. So we lost him. We lost the guy that definitely started me off stonelifting, let alone got me to Iceland twice. He had a lot of impact on me, and um, I thank him for that. And I know a lot of other people said he did the same for them. I'm going to read a story I love to read. It's out of Milo, April 1996, Volume 4, Number 1, If a Tree Falls. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. Oh, I could handle the term papers and most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet, when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? 
I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on a Latin root for spiritus, from which we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it's actually made a sound. How about you? Now, a lot of today's show is going to blend in with a lot of that story, among many things, because Scott, like all of our family on here, like myself, they just have the ability to run with it. And I'm sure Scott will verify this, other than coming up with a concept, an idea, uh, a title. We don't discuss anything until we're on the air, and few people can do this. This is a talent that myself and everybody else has on here. Of course, some are a little bit quicker than others, but that's fine. But I think that's what's so special about this show. And um, when he talks about waging war, my buddy Richie, who trained with me for years, who was an exceptional Olympic lifter, I've talked about him before. He used to always say when he came over here two things that were great. If they only knew what was behind that garage door. But, you know, you walk up the last 50 feet here, you're going to get an idea. Something's going on. And second of all, it was always, we're going to wage war on the weights. War on the weights was uh, always out of his mouth constantly. And it was great, great stuff. And Richie's father just passed away too. And obviously my condolences to him and his family. Um, Great people just like Steve and so many others. Um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Look at all our products. Look at all of our shows. Sign up for our free newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. Come advertise with us. We're getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. I'm supposed to speak to Andrew Carnegie shortly after I get off the air with um, Scott. I haven't verified that, but if that doesn't happen, it's going to happen today anyways. Um, I, I, today's a training day. Uh, I went back and forth with Bill Crawford yesterday who went to Steve's funeral. And as I told Scott, it, he, Bill's words were, it was surreal, literally. And usually Bill will say much, much more. But he he was he didn't say a lot, and I'm sure we'll have him on here and talk about it. But Steve was definitely impact. There is no doubt about it. Um, as I said, we got our pal Scott on here. Um, and Scott put a really nice thing up on Facebook, too, about Steve. And we'll let him come in here and talk a little bit about that. But let me give you some information on Scott first. Number one, he's the owner of Extreme Performance Training Systems. He is a trainer, a writer, and the host of Strength and Health TV. Scott, welcome back, brother. It's always an honor to have you on. Thanks, Eric. Always great to be on, man. Um, Anything I missed, you know, websites, anything coming up, lay it out, and we'll first talk about a little bit about Memorial Day, and then we'll get a little bit into Steve and what you put up there yesterday. And we're going to talk about... This is going to be a, a, a mind meld today of so many things, you know, making up your mind, people seeing something in you that others don't, you know, sheer force, power. This is going to be a very, very interesting show. So take it away, my friend. 
Yeah, I uh, got a couple of websites if people are interested in in what I do. I've got my uh, gym website, which is uh, EPTSGYM, so EPTSGym.com. That's got all the information on my Atlanta-based training center, all the programs that I offer, my blog and such, as well as some of the athletes and clients that I've worked with, information on there. And then I've got a personal website at ScottShetler.com that links to my gym website as well as you know, links to the various books that I've written, published, and my blog is posted on there as well. And between those two websites, people can get access to any of my social media, you know, my YouTube uh, video blog series and things like that. So Awesome. Um, Memorial Day. Uh, you know, I talked about it yesterday, obviously. I talked about it, you know, in the early stage of the show here today. And I think a lot of things like that have taken a hard hit because um, – a lot of people, you know, you hear it, they're not very proud of America, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, the way they talk about war and all these things, and I'm not going to get into the political ramifications, but let's be honest with each other. If it wasn't for, and most of it were men back then, but there were women, the men and women. I mean, I know we, I know I wouldn't be where I am today. Give us your feelings on Memorial Day and how do you see it? I mean, you know what I said, we honor the, the men and women, but how do you see it through your eyes, Scott? I think it's, uh, I think it's important to uh, remember, you know, the people that, that made that sacrifice. You know, I'm a veteran myself. I, I yep. served in the Navy out of high school and, you know, I, I, uh, I, I think it's important for everybody to, to, to keep that in mind. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you have to, uh, support war or be pro war in any way to be pro uh, military. You know, exactly. I mean, a lot of these people, uh, the, the, you're, they're young, they're just getting out of high school, you know, or college, uh, and they're they're in, in, in the world's in a different state than yes. it was when when I was yep. coming out of high school. Yep. Uh, and and I, I think you got to keep in mind that you know everybody that raises their hand and volunteers uh, for one of those positions is ultimately putting themselves at risk, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's a big, uh, it's a big thing to, uh, consider. And it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big step to take knowing that, you know, you, uh, you might not be coming back, you know? So yeah. I, I yeah. think, uh, I think it's important to, to respect those, uh, that serve and to honor, you know, like today, honor those that have, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice. And, and again, you know, it doesn't, if you don't have to be pro war to be pro military. And I think everybody should, should you know kind of bow their head in honor of those who uh who served for us so i totally agree um let's talk a little bit something real big besides obviously memorial day is huge let's talk about somebody um very close to all of us even if we're not um standing in front of him at the time when he was with us let's talk a little bit about steve jack um obviously you had a, a very nice piece you wrote yesterday on facebook um tell everybody you know you've met steve um but just give us your thoughts on what if you felt a lot of impact from him we know what i talked about but what does it mean to lose a giant like that because it just wasn't about the weightlifting. so take it away yeah, it's, uh, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty surreal. You know, I, I, uh, I hadn't talked to Steve in many, many years, but I did meet him. And, uh, I want to say about 12 years ago, uh, Ethan Reeve, the head strength coach at Wake Forest University had these, and he, he may still do these events, but he had these fantastic coaching clinics, 
uh, that he put on at Wake Forest every uh, January. And I went to uh, I went to a couple back in 05, 06, 07. And the the one that that Steve presented at it, it was a great lineup. It was uh, it was John Brookfield, it was mm-hmm. Steve, it was uh, Steve Maxwell, a few other guys. And uh, Steve did his uh, and, and and there's excerpts of this this presentation that he did in his uh, stone lifting DVD. But he did his uh, his uh, kind of less his stone lessons, his stone lifting lessons, you know, that he would tie in with his personal ministries and stuff. And it, it's so impactful, like you and I were talking about before the show about how it's not just about lifting the stone, but about the real life experiences and the lessons that he uses as stone lifting to teach. And he's just a powerful, powerful figure, you know, this big 270, 280 pound guy, you know, lifting yep. 200 plus pound stones with his head and, and, you know, picking them up and carrying them and shouldering them. And, and it's just a, uh, his lessons I think can impact anybody regardless of what it is they're doing because they're life lessons. They're not just about lifting weights. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're things that you can carry over in your personal life and the business, your education and things like that. And he's got a, a very, uh, very charismatic and uh, approachable personality, you know? So yeah. he, he's, yeah. he's got that, that, that deep baritone voice that you just, you, you can't escape. I mean, it's a very commanding voice. You know, he gets the attention of everybody around him and, you know, he spoke with a lot of uh, humor, humility and, and authority and it was just a really, uh, really impactful uh, seminar. So I talked to him for a little bit afterwards, and and you know he uh, he spent a little bit of time online and some various lifting forums and things like that. So I talked to him, you know, after the after the event. I bought all his books, I bought all his DVDs, and it you know much like you, and inspired me to uh, to get into stone lifting. So my training partners and I were heading down to all the the local river areas, you know, down here trying to find some natural stones, you know, that we could bring back to the gym and. Uh, you know, we had many great sessions outside the gym, you know, in the, in the back where we had a little bit of a field. We, we kept all our stones. You know, we'd, we'd go out after some weightlifting sessions and lift stones. And, you know, we'd all, uh, you know, we'd all watch Steve's DVDs. And, and it was, he was just a huge, huge source of inspiration for us. And I just, I, I feel really uh, fortunate, you know, that I got to meet him, that I got to have correspondence with him, you know, that I got to talk to him about, about training with stones and, and kind of the the, the metaphor uh, that that stone lifting was for him as a as a person as an athlete as a you know just as an inspiration and I just uh, just really really fortunate that that I did get to to spend that little bit of time talking to him you know while he was still here and he's he's been a huge inspiration on on me and and my training and my lifting and and honestly you know if it wasn't for Steve I I wouldn't know about the the whole uh, idea of clockweed fear and, oh, yeah. and uh, the manhood stones and and i wouldn't know about all these stones that are out there you know that the inverse stone and and uh the mcglashan stones and and the dinny stones and the the, the husafel stone and, and the tradition behind it and uh you know i i also credit steve with uh being the person that really got me to step back and look at the history of, of physical culture, you know, and, and I, I'm really fortunate about that because you talk to a lot of people in the strength game nowadays and it's all about Olympic lifting and powerlifting and strongman, you know, that yep. uh, a lot of people don't, a lot of powerlifters I talk to don't know the history of their own sport, let no. alone, you know, all the way back to the early days of physical culture. And, and it was Steve and, and his writings and, and speaking with him that got me to really go back and look at the, the old, you know, the, uh, uh, Eugene Sandow and Arthur yeah. Saxon and yep. George Hackenschmidt, you know, if it wasn't for his, his, uh, uh, I, I might never, I might never have, uh, come across those, uh, early works. And, and, 
and thankfully, you know, his writings in, in Milo and, and is from the quarry yes, from the on the ironmind.com website, you know, uh, tons of, tons of education inspiration in there. So Steve definitely had a huge impact on me in the short time that, that I knew him and talked to him. And it's definitely a, a, a great loss. And Steve, you know, unless you were like you or me or, or, you know, like Bill Crawford or some of those people who are hardcore yep. into, you know, the stone lifting community, a lot of people don't know Steve. And, and, you know, because he was a quiet guy, a humble guy, he wasn't all over social media. I mean, he had a very brief stint on Facebook, you know, and, and, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, fortunately I got to interact with him there, but that, that just wasn't Steve's thing, you, no. you know, he, and, and, uh, un- unfortunately there's a lot of people out there who, who don't know of him and, and they should. Yeah, well, he was never a self-promoter. That's what I really enjoyed about him. And any time I spoke with him, whether it was verbally or via email, um, there was just a there was a very um, I don't know if I want to use the word calming, but it, it was. I mean, you spoke to him. Nothing. The thing I liked about him more than anything too, it seemed like. No matter what it was, we'll just leave it right at lifting. It, it never had to be thirty different things. Like he would take something and just boil it down to nothing and do it. You know, it's like you know, it's yeah. like it's like any of the great lifters. You know, well, how do you get this part stronger? How do I get more weight up? Do the movement more. You know, concentrate on what you're going to do with the movement. Um, and that's the way he presented himself. And as I said to you before we came online, he was the type of guy that, whether you were into this type of training or not, the way he spoke and how he could put a point across so concise, people that weren't even lifters like that could watch and listen to him. Because here's the thing, folks. There's an awful lot of information to be lent from a strong man or strong woman. Because the ones in my, and and Scott made reference to it, the words physical culture. We've talked about it on multiple shows, Scott and myself, what it is, what it means. Okay, I would say go back and listen to the older shows. But I will say this. That linkage that that we talk about, obviously Steve espoused. I can't tell you a number of people have watched that DVD with me were just enamored the way he could put across a point and how he could do it, whether it was from old poetry or stuff that he had written, and like it. Not necessarily go do it, but just like the whole thing. And see, that's what I think that's been lost from training for so long and there were a few probably writers that could have got it across, you know, like a Perry Raider. But let's face it, the majority of guys and girls could really give a rat's ass about teaching. And maybe a lot of them aren't good teachers. And one of the things I talk about here is that this show has become a very high-end teaching course. Every show now. Uh, Donnie G. Fardino was on here the other day. And he even said to me, I don't know if he said it on air or off it was, he said, your show has become um, like uh, going to school on training. I said, well, it's always been that way, but because of what I'm connected with now personally in my life, it's become more and more going that route. And the reason why you do that is this. 
I want everybody to come in under the tent. I don't care if you want to go lift a 400-pound stone. The point of this, we know the health problems now, especially with our youth. We know so many people are just beaten down. We know so many people, all they do is hear the I can't all the time, or they're just surrounded in that mud around them that it's just negativity. All right? And my feeling is this. This show, with everybody on it, obviously believes in a lot of the things I do or they wouldn't be here. This is what we want to do. This is important because... Steve's legacy will never be lost because Scott's got it in him and I do, among many others. So you're going to get more and more and more of this. And my whole feeling is this. If anything that I leave, because Steve left a legacy, there's no doubt about it. I want to leave a legacy. I'll let Scott comment on what he wants to leave. But it's very important that through our actions... And through the sheer force of our behavior, that, and I mean this, that we get more and more people under this big tent. And even if you don't want to lift what we do, maybe you want to hit kettlebells, or you want to be the best bench presser in the world, or all you want to do is be able to bend over and grab your child without running out of breath. That's what we want to do. That's what we've been doing since day one. And just the thought and the loss of Steve, Jack, you know, as I told Scott today, when I get done here, it's going to be out lifting sandbags. I got a squat, and I'm probably going to throw some steel stones in, too. Kind of now, things have changed up for me even more. Now I feel I've got to get stone lifting ready, no matter what, to get there to Iceland this year, finish that project, and go to the next But when you lose somebody like that that had that much impact on you, let me tell you, my eyes are wide open, wide open. And I know what I expect from myself, but now we've raised the bar even higher. It's all yours, brother. Comment on anything or take it anywhere you want. Yeah, I think the concept of physical culture is really important. And, you know, it's funny because I think pretty much in all the – in all the the talks that you and I've had yep. on the show, that that's that's like the recurring theme that we always go back to. You know, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely something I think you and I are both in agreement with. But you know, like we've said in the past, physical culture isn't just about the lifting aspect. You know, and Steve made the point in one of his uh, in one of his articles on Milo. I can't remember which it is, but it's one of the ones that he included on his his audio CD, uh, this, his, his works uh, mm-hmm. CD or whatever. It's about 12 or 14 of his articles. It's, it's definitely on there too. And he had made the comment about how the founding fathers of physical culture, it was more than just, you know, they're, they're, what they were pushing was more than just the, the physical development of the body. I mean, they, they developed the intellect. They developed it, it was more of a holistic, a well-rounded yep. uh source of development is what physical culture stood for. You know, these guys weren't idiots. You read, you read the articles and the books that they wrote back in the day. They were very well educated. They were very, very, very brilliant individuals, you know, very almost philosophical and, and very and, and thoughtful, you know, uh, people. Um, so it, it wasn't just about, you know, getting jacked or the gains, you know, that so many people talk about nowadays. And now, you know, we've seen this, uh, this, extreme specialization which i guess is the evolution of almost any sport you know when you're going to push 
push the limits, you know, you've got to specify greater and greater and greater to the point now we have all these subdivisions of the strength world. But I think that's just, you know, that, that, that's fine if, if that's what you're, you're pursuing, if you're trying to be the best power lifter or weightlifter or strongman. But that's not, I don't think that's the average person. No. You know, I think the average, that the average seeker of strength, you know, needs to focus on being well rounded, you know, needs to focus on, all aspects, you know, health, uh, the, the physical aspects of, of training, the, the, the mental aspects that you get from your training, you know, the, those are where the real lessons are. And it's like you said, it doesn't have to be about lifting stones. It doesn't have to be about lifting barbells. People just need to engage themselves in something that challenges both the body and the mind. You know, it could be martial arts. It could yeah. be, you know, whatever. It could be, you could be an ultra, you know, you know, a, a triathlete or something like that. You know, it doesn't have, it, it just needs to be something that challenges you both mentally and physically. And there's a lot of lessons wrapped up in that sort of training. Well, you know, speaking of that, with specialization, I was thinking about a lot of that stuff yesterday. And I asked myself, if it came down to all you, you had two choices, and the first choice was you could go back to Iceland, grab the Husafell, and walk the 50 meters with it and put your arms up, and that would be it. Or, from a physical culture point of view, this is the other option. Would you like to be able to lift till you're at least 100, as I say, and I would drop dead right on the platform squatting? So that's what you get. You get a one-shot deal for Husafel, or you get to lift till you're 100 years old. I still haven't thought what I would do. Usually I can make a decision quick. I have to say, I've always said I wanted to live till then, to 100 and, and squat, and that'd be it. But I gotta tell you, Scott, Husafel is the only thing that's really dogged me my whole lifting career. And I take the one shot deal, I'll say right now to everybody, I'd go to Husafel. Why? You gotta go there to, to understand what I'm saying. Um it is magnificent there. If you ever get the opportunity whether you go lift the stone or not, go there. Go to Iceland. Um, I've talked about it before, but when you lay your eyes not only on where Sonori Bjornsson's buried, the church, the hobby house that his great-great ancestor plays a xylophone on, he built out of stone. Of course, he lives on the property, too. You see all the stones he's carved. But then when you're walking up to the sheep pen, the Husafel stone might be in your visibility. might not. depends who carried it last and dropped it. That's where it lays. It doesn't get towed back to a certain point. But when you're walking up there, besides all those stones you'll see that are carved, and you see that big monstrosity where one side is carved out of the pastor Sonori Bjornsson, it'll blow your mind. And then you're not that far from the sheep pen. If you veer to the left, there's going to be a little spot that tells all about the Husafel stone in both English and Icelandic. And then you see the Husafel stone laying on her belly. Let me tell you something. I would do that. I, that would be the last thing if that meant I was 
dead the minute I dropped it. That's okay. Because I'm telling you right now, you look at what Steve did and all the impact he had on me and Scott and everybody else, but it's more than that. It's going and taking your capabilities. When other people kind of just fluff you off to the side, but then there's a guy like me or, say, Scott or Bill Crawford or Martin Janzix or Charlie Alphon or anybody that sees something in you, sees a thread in you, and they take you under their wing. And it isn't so much trainer and student. It's almost like you're equal. The, the, tra- the student says, I'm going to be as good as you, trainer. I'm going to be on your level, and we're going to be partners down the road. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. And, you know, sometimes you got to make the decisions that are going to get you there no matter what the cost. And few people will make a decision and stick with it and go all the way with it. Because a lot of times it gets too damn tough. I've talked about all this. This is why I'm doing these singular shows. This is why I am doing and telling you the things that I am doing not only professionally, but personally. You know why? Because you're getting a guy here that's giving you information that's living it. And I've talked about this on multiple shows. A lot of these gurus have never even lived what they're selling. They got a reputation, but so what? How many people have you met with reputation that you could take them and drive them right through the ground if you had to? Or they're a bunch of phonies. They come across all confident. They're not confident. And that's the thing you got to get over with right away. You got to take and forge your own path. As Steve used to say, you know, basically you're riding the rails right to where you want to get your destination. You got those two train tracks. And you know what? You can go that route or you can start it at the end and have that train coming at you with what your goal is. You can meet it any way you want. But the point of the matter is here. You have to be defiant in what you do. You have to just keep going with everything. And when you can exert that type of power, you're really an unstoppable force. Because, as I said earlier, and I'm going to give it right to you, Scott, is this. You're going to face so many setbacks with anything that's very important to you. But as long as you believe in that reality, that dream, I I tell everybody, I don't like it a lot of times, but it's almost like, you know what? Go ahead and hit me again because you're not going to stop me. You become an unstoppable force that builds this mental condition that just won't quit. You won't give up. And that is the people that, you know, you'll see on all these big television shows and how did you make it and all that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm telling you right now how I'm making it. Usually when you see people, it's always the end result. Eric, how did you lift that Husafel stone? Well, I did dot, dot, dot. But I, oh, okay, that's great. But you didn't hear the two things that happened to me prior to that. That's not what people want to hear, the majority of them. They just want to hear that you went and did something. It is more important to know the story. It is great to be able to go there and succeed. That's what we all want. But it's the lessons we talked about with Steve Jack, myself, Scott, and everybody else. As Bill said to me one day, he was talking to me, 
when we, we, I was having a lot of problems here with everything. And he said to me, you're going to get through it. You're that type of guy. He said, you know what? I know this word is used a lot and probably overused, but the journey, man, this is the stuff you're going to be able to talk about. These are the stories you're going to tell, and this is the influence you're going to have on people. Go ahead, Scott. It's all yours. It is about the journey because, you know, I forgot who I was talking to the other day, but we were talking about how people who lift don't lift for themselves so much anymore as they do for uh, the Instagram, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. social media, you know, it, it's all about getting the lift and putting it up, you know, to, to, to show off or whatever. It, it's, it's more about the ends, you know, that, that PR squad or the PR bench or something like that. Whereas when we started, you didn't have any of that, you know, it was about, you know, constantly just, getting better every day, getting stronger every day. You, you were doing it for yourself. I think a lot of people get into things like CrossFit and, and powerlifting and stuff nowadays because they've got this social media outlet where it gives them the opportunity to show off or be a celebrity in their own minds. And it's like when you look at some of these lifts, um, in the grand scheme of things, they aren't all that com- impressive compared to what other people have done Yet it's good for the individual because a PR is a PR. We all squatted 225 for our first time at some point, you know, along our journey. We all, you know, we all benched 185. That was a PR for all of us at some point in our journey. And that was a stepping stone to where we are now. And, but, you know, I I don't, and and I'm not trying to come off sounding, you know, elitist in any way, but on a whole, what people are doing is very insignificant compared to what the greats have done. You know, yep, I mean, yep. don't, I, I don't necessarily want to watch somebody squat 300, you know, when I can go watch somebody squat a thousand, you know, right, like Ray right. Williams, you know, the great, the great raw lifter who's, who's done over a thousand pounds and nothing but a belt. And that, that's mind blowing to me. That's impressive. Yep. You know, watching, watching Thor, you know, deadlift over a thousand pounds and Eddie Hall deadlift 1100, you know, that's the, you know, so just watching, you know, oodles and oodles and oodles of videos of people doing these, you know, 300 pound deadlifts and 400 pound deadlifts. It's I'm, I'm happy for the individual who's hit that PR. I mean that there's nothing more awesome than that. But I mean, it's like, you've just get this flooded, you know, social media stream of, of all this stuff. And it's, it's like, it makes you wonder why are people lifting? You know I mean? Are, Are they doing it for themselves or are they doing it because, they, they're trying to become, you know, their own form of social media celebrity, their own brand or something like that. And, and again, it doesn't diminish anybody's, anybody's uh, progress or results in my mind. I mean, I'm happy for anybody who's pushing themselves to get that PR. But, you know, I, I think we're losing sight of the fact that, that your journey in strength is a, is a lifelong journey. And it's a journey you're doing for yourself. And it, it's not about the end. You know, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there yeah. should be no end. You know, it should be about the about the path, you know, and the the lessons that you learn along the path. Because if we all just wanted to bench press six hundred pounds and we snapped our fingers and we were there, well, what do you get out of that? You get nothing, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you you know, there's something that you pick up along the way the the torn tricep, the injury, the the you know where you have to go back and reevaluate evaluate your training because something isn't working. The plateaus, you know. I mean, that's what getting stronger is all about. It's it's what you learn along the way. 
you know, and, and, uh, we just, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound like the bitter old man, but I mean, I just, it's the, we just kind of live in a different time and, and people's motivations seem to be different and it's not what attracted me to, to lifting and strength and, and, and this whole idea of physical culture. And, and I just, you know, I think that people should turn the clock back a little bit and kind of look back the look back on the roots of our industry or, or whatever you want to call it, but, but look back at what started it all, you know, what, why it started and at least read those books, read those articles from the the founding fathers of the movement and understand, you know, how we got to where we have today and, and at least have some sort of appreciation and respect. But again, I mean, you're talking about a time where powerlifters, there's people out there who, who hadn't heard of Ed Cohn. You know, there's people out there who hadn't heard of Steve Goggins and and even before them, Larry Pacifico and Mike Bridges and, and, you know, uh, Hugh Cassidy. I mean, there, there, you know, Jim Williams, there's, there's people who are lifting nowadays that have no idea who these guys are. And, Man, it's just, it's a sin. You know what? I think, you know, maybe you and I, the next show, we'll, you, Cassidy, brutal. I believe, wasn't he um, good friends with Dr. Ken Leisner, if I recall? reading about him. I, I, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, so. I think Lesnar's yeah, written yeah, about him. I yeah, know Marty Gallagher's yeah. written extensively about him. Marty Gallagher was one of his pupils. And uh, just what what an intense individual. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, again, you know, go back to uh, go back to what we were talking about, about what the physical culture movement was to be about. You know, as Marty Gallagher likes to talk about, Cassidy, yeah. you know, he calls him a renaissance guy. I mean, the guy was a jazz musician. He yep. was a botanist. He yep. was, you know, incredibly well-read and well-written. Yep. You know, all this on top of you know, his love of powerlifting in, in the strength sports. I mean, he wasn't just a, a one-trick pony. He's a very, very interesting guy. No, absolutely. I'll tell you a couple things, too. I This is how I see weight training, the way we like to talk about it going. I think eventually, and I, I see it more and more, is, yeah, social media and all that's always going to be there. But I see things going back via us and many others Bill Crawford and I talked about this offline, maybe the last time or the time before he was on. I think you're going to see the trend going back to the way we're talking about. I think it is right now. It's just, it's not, there's been no light really shined upon it, but we're going to do everything here, believe me, to get that light real bright, number one. Number two, everybody loves Rocky movies pretty much. There's a few people I know I don't like them, but... Think about, and, you know, we know that it wasn't in Russia, but in Rocky Four, and I talk about it here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard, go out and in some obscure place, whether it's to go make a big goal or to just go out and test yourself. You know, think about where he trained, um, wherever they filmed all that part, uh, with the, you know, the unheated uh, garage or barn whatever you want to call it you know he had 55 gallon drums lit on fire obviously to generate heat dirt floor same way here go out and face the elements go out and not have have a cheering squad go out and test your will against something that wants to beat you through the earth and doesn't care if you lift it or not doesn't care if you tear something but is there there and it's alive all that stuff vibrates 
I've talked about vibration. It all vibrates. That's what I'm saying, folks. When you go out, you want to really see what you're made of. You want to go out and do something without your pants hanging half down your ass, whatever it is that you like to do. Go out and give that a whirl and see if you can even make it halfway all the way through it. And I'm talking conditions, whether it's 95 degrees and the humidity you could cut with a knife. You go outside, there's snow up to the middle of your shins, and it's zero out. And you got to walk with a rock or you got to do something like that. Or you got to go out and train in an environment where you have very little heat. Okay? Then come talk to me. And I'm not putting down anybody as far as going out and doing things. I mean, I think doing something is way better than doing nothing. And when you see guys, you know, Scott was talking about like an Eddie Hall. You know, any of these guys. And the, and the numbers they put up and all that. But these guys, too, do train and do things that are very extreme. <clears throat> Everybody will say, well, they got genetics. Yeah, to a point. But if that was the case, it's the same way with the steroid spiel I'm always hearing. Well, they took steroids. You know, I, I've been talking a lot about with all the rack work I've been doing with John McKean. And talking about Dr. Ziegler, and that was one of the things that's too bad. John had some information, but Dr. Ziegler never really wrote a lot about what he was doing with Bill March and himself. And pretty much he was the guy behind Diana Ball back in the day. All right? And I know people say, oh, that's cheap. Look, I'm not getting into that one way or the other. But my whole point of the matter is these people were doing things that most people could never fathom, and they were being very successful with it. And my feeling is, you know, we talk about all the Facebook, look at what I'm doing, this, that, and the other thing. Good for you. I I mean, I might not agree with it, but I'm the last guy that's going to put you down unless I see something really bad that I think that shouldn't be out there. I would comment on it. But, you know, go do whatever you want to do. But that's great. But when you go out, In sub-below weather, when you go out and weather that could break you in half from the heat or whatever, or your forearms are so cut and and just ripped apart that you don't even know if you'll be able to get back with that stone, then come tell me what you are. Show me what your sheer force is at that point. Show me your power. But most of all, like Steve Jack, show me what you've got, man. What's the resolution? What are you going to pass on? And what are you going to do with it? You're going to follow those rails. And are you going to get to that destination or not? That, my friends, is what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And when we can all do that, then we got something to talk about. Then we got the big word, legacy. Scott, summarize anything. Um, give out all your info, take your time, let me give out mine, and we will wrap today's show up, my friend. I think a good place to wrap up, uh, and again, I, I can't recall the title of the article, but I remember one of Steve's writings where he was talking about you know, how he was drawn to stone lifting and, and how much of a solitary pursuit it is, and, and you know, there's no, no glory around it, and I'm paraphrasing, but you know, he made the point about how it, it's that way because most of the stones are out, you know, resting in nature where God intended them. And he said, so the only uh, adulation you're going to get is from the local squirrels and millipedes. <laughs> yeah, you know? I remember so that. Definitely yep. not a, yep. definitely not a, definitely not a uh, uh, Instagram, you know, fan base sort <laughs> yeah. of uh, pursuit. 
But, you know, and there is something about that, that silent, uh, accomplishment, you know, in, in a solitary pursuit like that, because it really is you testing you against yourself, you know, against the elements. And, uh, there, there's something, there's something cool, uh, and something that was really kind of, kind of drawing about getting out there and lifting something, you know, just kind of in nature away from me. I mean, it's the same reason people like to take, take walks yeah. know, through the woods or, or people like to go, they, they don't like to run on the treadmill. They like to go do a, a trail run out out in the woods or, or through the mountains or something like that because, you know, we, we've lost that connection to nature. And for the strength enthusiast, stone lifting provides that link. So I, I think it's something, you know, you don't need to have the goal to go to, to Scotland and lift the Invert, Iceland and lift the Husafell to, to appreciate the the value in that sort of struggle. And I, I think it's something that everybody at some, if you're, if you're a serious, you know, seeker of strength, go out and lift the stones and, and get humbled, man. Because, you know, like Steve always said, the, the, the difference between barbells and stones is that barbells are made to be lifted and stones are just downright defiant. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be lifted. And, uh, it's a different, it's a different animal, you know, it challenges the grip, it challenges the legs and back in a way that barbells don't. And, and I think it's something that everybody should at least, Get out and give it a whirl. You know, go down to your local quarry or or uh, riverbank and and uh, just have some fun with it, man. But uh, this has been a really uh, really fun chat with you as always, man. And Thanks, uh, man. really really cool that we've been able to uh, share some stories about Steve. And uh, looking forward to to maybe some of your guests who knew him a little bit better coming on and sharing some of their stories. And uh, definitely a sad day, but uh, what what a what an amazing, what an amazing guy. And, uh, like I said earlier, just fortunate that I had the opportunity to, to meet him and learn from him and be inspired from him. So sure. Um, give out your, uh, website and all that brother. Yeah, man. Uh, again, just to, to repeat my, my two websites, my gym website and my business website is at eptsgymgym.com. Eptsgym.com is my training center here in Atlanta information to everything that I do in that regard. And then my uh, personal website is scottshetler.com. Both of them have links to all my social media and all the various books that I've written, the products that I've done, as well as my blog and video blog series that I do. So if anybody's interested in what I do, they can find more about it there. And as always, Eric, thanks for having me on. And it was uh, a great time chatting with you, brother. Absolutely, man. It's always my pleasure. And I've got a little surprise for you. I'm going to read something that you just talked about. These are some of the uh, books I have opened by Steve Jack. The Choice. There's something about a stone, something intrinsically alluring. I've never been able to walk past a stone without trying to lift it or how far I could throw it for at least silently ponder such efforts if actually attempting them would seriously jeopardize others' perception of my stability. I do, by the way, realize that the more sound members of society have little difficulty driving past or transversing around such challenges. Pity. I see the stone as a challenge. Obvious enough, yet I view it in a different light than even the barbell. The barbell is designed to be lifted. The diameter of the bar, the knurled grip, the aerodynamic design of the plates... All these features lend themselves to one ultimate purpose, to be lifted. Certainly, when one throws enough 25-kilo plates on the bar, all this design crap flies out the window, and I still feel as if I've accomplished something just deadlifting the type of poundage 
that Mr. Taranenko rams overhead. No, I'm in no way saying that lifting barbells is easy. The distinction I make is that barbells are heavy while stones are defiant. To the prospective lifter, a stone seems to say, I'm not here to be lifted. You have gyms and such to satisfy that need. Now, if you still care to proceed, then be ready to pay. What's more, should you be blessed enough to triumph over the stone, the only adulation you're likely to receive will come from the local squirrels and millipedes, for most big stones are still resting obscurely in nature right where God put them. Ultimately, a man is challenged and bettered by facing any task that exceeds his current abilities. Some choose big stones. Others drive past or transverse around such challenges. Pity. Believe me, don't, and I repeat, as my mom says to us always still, don't put off today. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. And that's real important. If anything, this show, this show will be up tomorrow. When you listen to it, go out and lift a stone for yourself and Steve. That's what you need to do. Um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com and Fiorello Barbell Co. for all our products, our donations. Sign up. Go out and listen to all of our past shows. Um, and obviously, too, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. We can do anything you want. We'll help you with anything. Obviously, if you have Skype, you know we're all over the world. Um, also, too, uh, if there's a show you'd like Scott and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at nicap.r.com. Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've got, and we thank everybody. We're on AHA directory. That's AHA. Um, you can get us in your car 24-7. And Eminem, I'm telling you, as um, Sean Burke, he said to me, who's a college professor who's been on this show a number of times, he's an awesome guy, He's been listening to Eminem from the very beginning. He tells me, like a lot of people, he's going back to a lot of the earlier shows. Now, this is when it was just me for quite a while. He said, those shows are incredible. There's gold all through your early stuff, too. Go back and listen, I'm telling you. Go back and listen to all the shows that Scott and I have done. It's just amazing the amount of content that is under this umbrella. I don't know how many people out there have this type of content, especially content where if you listen to any of us, we might get down on something about what we don't like, but never do you ever walk away here without a solution or solutions. And you can always get a hold of any of us. Believe me, we'd all help you out anytime. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bent, well, no, we're not going to do that first. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration. Five words can change your life forever. As my mom said, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. That might be all they get that day. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher, which I'm going to be lifting shortly, says in blood red, domination. We are domination. We don't follow anyone. We clear-cut our own path, and we dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in its way. Also, too, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. 
Today, every day, it's just going to increase, 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 because if you listen to this show, you'll hear the passion in this show big time. And whether we're talking about Steve or just physical culture or everything, if you notice, we all meld into one another, everything. There's nothing that ever is off on its own, unless it's one topic, but it's always got something in it, and that's the beauty of this stuff. Also, too, Frank Klon, my greatest business college professor, repetition, 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 quitters never win, winners never quit, my pop. Be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, he served in Korea. John will be gone four years in August. He'd walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. Not only was he probably one of the greatest chiropractors I ever went to, but as a man, it's like we talked about Steve or my dad or, you know, John or um, Frank Klein or any of them. There's just something so exceptional about these men. And they were very nonchalant, I guess, in, in the world. But boy, oh boy, they stuck out like a, a, like a, a thorn in a, in a lion's paw, man. They were just incredible. Life lessons. You can never, ever get enough of them. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Be part of the family. Join the revolution. You need us and we need you. And tell a friend or friends about the show. Uh, we've tried to really keep the language down because obviously we have kids listening. Um, you know, it's very, very important, and we want to have a major influence on that. We touched upon that a little bit here during this show. Um, also, too, I'm trying to think, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. Who puts out stuff like that anymore? They Most people turn tail and run now. Um, we don't care, though. We are exceptional. We are extraordinary, not ordinary. And also, before I sign off with Scott, here's something that I say on every show. Life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. Go out and do something magnificent. Remember, you're all winners, champions, and you are unstoppable. Scott, um, happy Memorial Day to you. Any of people served in your family, obviously you did. Thank you for your service. Um, I'm looking forward to next month. We'll do another killer show, and it's always an honor to have you on, my friend. Always great to be on, man. Thanks again, and look forward to the next one. Yes, sir. So for Scott Shetler, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up tomorrow. Go out and do something amazing. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you soon, and have a great Memorial Day. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.